quick questions about Congress with Kilmer. So, Chrissy Holand, thank you for uh, being with me. You are from Pennsylvania's 6th Congressional District. Um, so tell people who are listening, where is that and uh, what's your district like? So my district is about 45 minutes due west of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And my district is really cool because it is all of Chester County and the lower part of Berks County. And Chester County is a little bit west of Villanova University to give people perspective. And it starts with a lot of suburban Philadelphia um, area. And then it rolls all the way to beautiful farmland. We have the nation's largest mushroom producers in uh, it's the mushroom capital of the world, arguably a lot of dairy as well. And then when you go northward in the district, you have the city of Reading, which is the Reading Railroad, which is Monopoly, if that helps you Absolutely, know yeah. where that is. So it's a very cool place. That's cool. So um, when someone comes to vacation in your district, what do they what do they do? There are so many things to do in my district. One thing would be you could visit Valley Forge. Part of Valley oh, right Forge on. is in my district, very mm-hmm. historic. Also, we have a great place called Longwood Gardens, which was built by the DuPont family and is an amazing set of gardens and arboretums, but it also has some massive fountains. And people come from as far as China and Japan to see the Longwood Gardens. That's awesome. And um, is there food you guys are known for if I were going to come and eat? Uh, so the district itself is pretty snack food intensive. We have a lot of pretzels. Uh, Philadelphia, the region of Pennsylvania, is known for soft pretzels in particular. The Hers Potato Chip Factory is around our area as well. Uh, we have a lot of um, cheesesteaks. Not surprisingly, there's something called water ice. If you're not familiar with that, that's basically like a really watery snow cone, uh, but, e- but much better and much more healthy, frankly. So we have a lot of largely snack foods in our region. Amazing. I'm very interested in visiting now. Um, So uh, how'd you end up here? What were you doing before you got here? So I have a rather um, eclectic background. I started um, my journey as a young engineer in the Air Force. I had an ROTC scholarship to Stanford University, uh, following in my dad and my grandfather's footsteps, who were career naval officers, actually. Uh, served in the military for several years, got a graduate degree, um, also in engineering from MIT, and then had the chance to come down to my community with a bunch of classmates of mine who had started a t-shirt factory or a t-shirt company. It was called And One. It was a became a basketball apparel and footwear um, industry or, or company. And basically, we grew it from a, out of the back seat of one of my friend's cars to a couple hundred million dollar in revenue organization uh, that sold into about 110 different countries. And my job was chief operating officer. Uh, from there, I went into corporate social responsibility and focusing on making sure that good businesses were not just ones that made a lot of money, but also took care of the environment and their people and their communities. And finally ended my journey uh, through Teach for America, teaching chemistry in North Philadelphia, and lastly, growing a nonprofit that focuses on early childhood literacy. So I have a background both of, uh, of service largely, either in the military or growing good businesses or educating our next generation. And I found myself inspired to run by the 2016 election. So, um, one, uh, you have an amazing background, and uh, it is evidenced by how effective you are uh, from the moment you got here. But I'm just curious, so you'd say a little bit more about the decision to run for Congress. And um, as you mentioned, you had sort of a career of, of oriented towards service, but it's a, um, a big leap to then um, run for the United States House of Representatives. So what drove that? So I was driven um, 
largely by the election of 2016. I had spent the 30 years of my adulthood uh, in service uh, in the private sector and in um, the nonprofit sector and kind of thought that I was doing my job uh, and really felt that my government was doing its job. I was raised uh, by my mom and my dad who were a Republican and a Democrat who walked to the polls together every year and canceled each other's (laughs) votes out and then walked home and had dinner. Um, And so for me, this this last election was a bit of a wake up call because for the very first time, I didn't feel like that that was the nation where you could walk to the polls and and cancel each other's votes out and walk home. Uh, and specifically, the reasons were the following: um, my dad is a Navy guy, but he's also a survivor of the Holocaust, uh, and he came here as a five year old. And one generation later, you know, here I sit in, in Congress. Uh, after the election of 2016, he was worried that we were going to once again have to build out basements, you know, and hide people, and then that people like him, a five-year-old refugee who came here with his mom, would not be welcomed in this country. Uh, The other person who motivated me to run is my daughter. My oldest is 27 now, but right after the election, she had come home to knock doors with me and vote with me. Uh, She's a member of the LGBTQ community, and when the election happened, uh, she wouldn't leave our house, and she was a grown woman uh, because she was so concerned about what we had collectively said as a nation uh, about people like her. And so with my dad and my daughter both uh, signaling that we were in danger uh, in the military, that's called dual phenomenology, when two satellites are saying the same thing, it's ground truth. And to me, that meant that we were in danger and that we needed to have an all-hands-on-deck kind of a strategy. And that's why I decided to raise my hand. How have you found it here? Uh, <laughs> you know, the typical question I get from folks is, well, are you enjoying it? Um, and also, well, what surprises you, right? Yeah. And so for me, um, I don't think enjoyment would necessarily be the word that I would choose, but it really is a privilege to be here, um, mm-hmm. particularly at this really critical inflection point for all of us. Um, and it really is an honor to have the opportunity to serve us all. Uh, and it is, at, on the one hand, just as dysfunctional as you would think it is, mm-hmm. and on the other hand, um, full of really amazing people and who are really trying to do the right thing, regardless of whether you agree with them on their policies that are just genuinely good people who are servants. Mm-hmm. What kind of stuff are you working on? So uh, I think that I have what's called the no-duh agenda, which is the agenda that I hope that every congressperson is bringing to work every day, which is, you know, health care that's good and accessible and affordable, uh, good jobs that are, enable people to have that health care and to the education to be able to have that job, and then the roof over your head that is safe and secure, whether it's the planet, you know, or safety and security in your school uh, with guns as an example. So that's the no-duh agenda. But for me, um, what I'm also personally working on, what my office focuses on are uh, issues that I hope I can be helpful on. Cybersecurity, um, biosecurity, artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, you know, sort of emerging threats, not just in our military, but in our civilian life as well. Uh, women and girls and STEM and STEAM um, and underserved communities and making sure that they have the same opportunities that, um, that everyone can have. So those are kind of our signature agenda pieces. That's great. Um and are you finding opportunities for impact? Or give, give me give me a couple of examples of things you're proud of. 
I'm proud of a lot of things that we've accomplished. First and foremost, what we've done in our district is really important. You know, we've had 13 town halls right now already, and I've been in office for about 10 and a half months so far. And that's, you know, a lot more than than we've had historically. And importantly, those town halls have been very welcoming of everybody and have had sort of a reset of norms and and decency has been a a mantra. And I think in a community where we're 40 percent Dem, 40 percent Republican, 20 percent independent, it's really important to bring us together uh, and to have the space where we can talk about policies without screaming at each other. So I'm really, really proud of the 13 town halls that we've had that have been decent, you know, and that have been thoughtful and and constructive. Um, Here in Washington, there are a few things that are, you know, in the pipeline that I'm very, very proud of. Uh, Some as geeky as uh, work that we've done in uh, rare earth elements and trying to make sure we understand the supply chain of rare earth elements, but also some as, you know, specific and impactful as making sure that people have access to 3D mammogram technology. Uh, There's a little bit of gap in coverage in, in the military for some members and their spouses that don't have access to this really important technology that most of us who have our our own insurance of one form or another do have access to. And we just got the provisional coverage for the rest of the year for everybody, uh, my mother included, frankly, Mm -hmm. who has that kind of health care to be able to have that technology should they need it. That's great. I feel like I need to ask because if I don't, everyone um, who listens to this will text me and say, um, why should I care about rare earth elements? So just in case people are wondering, tell people why they should care about rare earth elements. Well, I mean, everybody should love the periodic table. Right. Uh, let's yeah. just start with that. Yeah. Uh, and then the rare earth elements are uh, surprisingly interesting. They're not really rare, but are really, really critical in terms of all the things that we have in our pocket, our cell phone, or all the things that we rely on to be able to navigate with GPS, the satellites above us. Uh, they have impact not only in our personal lives, but they have impact in our national security and defense. And largely, this is a a situation where the United States has um, accidentally and and, um, intentionally, in some ways, lost control of the supply of these elements that are used to manufacture these kinds of things. And so we should care about these because these are the things that we need to communicate with each other. These are the things that keep us safe. And the fact that uh, Russia, North Korea, and Iran specifically are are more interested in making sure they know where it's coming from and control the pricing of it should alarm us as a nation. I feel like everybody just got to learn something. So that's good. Anything you think that people that you, you that you wish people knew about Congress that that maybe they don't? I think that what I didn't really understand about Congress is that although people like to think of it as a, a linear spectrum, you know, kind of dark blue to dark red, um, what I would say is that it really is circular more than a, a line and that the dark blue and the dark red meet at the top of that circle or wherever at some point in that circle. And so there really are opportunities for working together in places that you wouldn't expect where there are overlaps. And an example would be the authorized use of military force. You know, a person like me who served in the military uh, might get along with somebody who is not interested in a military uh, because they're interested in the same thing, which is less people in danger and in peril and less people fighting. Uh, And that's a really interesting confluence that I didn't really see until I got here. Anything you'd change about this place? 
So many things. Um, I, I am lucky enough that I've had the chance to talk to you through the modernization of Congress effort that you're leading, and I'm very, very appreciative of that. Um, you know, I come from a business background primarily. I'm an entrepreneur, growing a lot of businesses. Uh, I'm also an educator. Have had the chance to, you know, move my kids, my my students through classroom schedules. We need to take some uh, lessons from the business world and some lessons from the education sector to understand how to be more efficient in the way that we run our schedule and the way that we expect our, our um, representatives to be present in their meetings. Mm -hmm. Because right now you're not actually allowed practically to be present in mind and in body sometimes even. So there's just a lot that we could be doing that doesn't take technology, you know, that just takes a, a different schedule. Yeah. It, I think your point is a good one. The, you know, colleges and universities have figured out uh, how to ensure that students aren't expected to be in three classes at the same time, and yet in Congress, you're expected to be in three committees often at the same time. Ironically, we had a hearing on um, schedule and calendar issues, and we started the hearing with only four members present because everyone was in another committee. Yeah. So um, I've showed up to hearings um, where I've had sat there for a half an hour waiting for anybody to come and then had to leave for my next committee hearing, uh, and I wasn't even able to attend it even though I was on time. Um, I always we try to keep these to under 15 minutes, largely because that's how we get your staff to agree to let us um, <laughs> uh, grab you for 15 minutes. Um, but we always end, I, I, I'd like to get a sense uh, first. Um, what's your commute like when when um, Congress gavels down Friday at probably noon or one? What happens to Chrissy Houlihan? So I'm very fortunate in that I go to the Union Station, I get on the Amtrak to Philadelphia, and I'm able to take a local rail from Philadelphia out to my community. And then from there, I have a block walk to my home. Wow, great. So it takes me about three hours from door to door to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. What is also interesting is my commute here in, in uh, the Washington, uh, D.C. area. I am fortunate enough that my parents retired to this community, so yeah. I am lucky enough that I'm able to live uh, in their basement. And so that is really wonderful. And some of the problems with Congress right now is that people really don't have opportunities to find uh, affordable housing. <laughs> so I'm lucky in that way, too. That's great. Um, when you're uh, on your uh, train ride, um, what do you do? Are you usually working or... I'm typically um, reading. No, I, I I've talked my team into giving me an electronic binder rather than a paper binder, yeah. and so I'm typically reading um, things in my binder of you know uh, research that I've asked for or um, you know more information and congressional research service information. Um, I'm also trying to un unwind in some ways, which mm -hmm. is to try and do uh, thank you letters and that sort of thing. Yeah. So great. Um, and finally. Uh, you may not know this, uh, Chrissy, but my first job was at Westside Video in Port Angeles, Washington, a video it. store. So I'm always curious what some of your favorite movies are. So I really, really like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's oh. my go-to. But I also, you probably won't agree with me on this one, really like Jumanji. Oh, like yeah. I can, Wait, the new one or the, the old one? The, 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 the new one, the, the, not the one that has yet to come out, but okay. the so it's like the old new one. Yeah. Um, there's a new one coming out in a couple of weeks. And I, and I'm but the really one with The Rock. Yes. That, yeah. yeah, I'll watch yeah. anything with I, The Rock. I love Jum that Jumanji because it's pretty mindless and, and it's pretty fun. That's terrific. Um, well, I hope you get a chance over the holidays to watch the new one and... Uh, uh, I think all of uh, the people who listen to this will look forward to visiting Pennsylvania's 6th Congressional District, eating some uh, 
um, salty snack foods and uh, hopefully getting to uh, pay respect to their terrific representative. And look at the periodic table. There we go. We're on it. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.